Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered about the honor that it is to raise children. We don't have it all figured out, and that's okay. Our goal is to help encourage mothers to stand firm and mother with conviction. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Surrendering and Motherhood podcast. Welcome back, y'all. All right. So we are back for round two <laughs> of attempting to record because last night we had a bit of what Carly and I like to call a holy disruption. <laughs> and it was just my daughter needing me. And so we had started to record. We were both feeling fired up and ready to go. And then my daughter was like, just need you, need, need some snuggles, need you to, to lay with me, rest with me. And so then Carly and I started thinking, maybe we need to record about something else that we've been talking about recently, because as you all know, Carly and I talk all the time <laughs> and we talk about a lot of things all the time. And so last week we just felt like there were so many different things that we talked about and we weren't really sure exactly where to go. We decided on one. But then last night, we felt like God was telling us to talk about something else. So we're back to talk about the other thing tonight. Yeah, well, and honestly, that holy disruption led us into exactly what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing how God truly is trying to reach us and talk to us and let us know what we should be doing. And Olivia and I always want to be open to that in our lives and especially when it comes to this podcast because we know that yes. our words matter and people are yes. listening to our words and so we prayerfully hold all of this stuff with an open hand and when that happened last night we both text each other and we were like wait is god trying to tell us wait. that we should talk about something else um, and then it just led into like all of a sudden we knew exactly what we were supposed to be talking about mm-hmm. and it's just i love that you and I are willing to be interrupted yes, by God and interrupted by the things in this life that actually matter. Yes. And I'm so thankful to have a friend that I can talk about this stuff and we can encourage each other through this stuff. Yeah. Because like last night you could have been like, oh man, like you could have had... And rightfully so, like we were trying to record and, you know, do this thing. And we love recording the podcast and we love talking together. Mm-hmm. And you could have been like, oh man, I, you know, I wanted to keep recording. And there was something like, I just texted you and was like, no, let's record tomorrow. And you were like, yeah, yeah we need to record tomorrow. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I'm just so thankful to have a friend who just like understands that we just we just get it because we see the value and the importance in these things. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult sometimes. Cause when you're trying to explain that to other people who are just not in the same headspace or anything like that, it can, it can be difficult. Yeah. When I told you, I was like, okay, we're not about to be here out here talking about surrendering in motherhood, but not surrendering in motherhood in real life. <laughs> like we don't just talk about this stuff. We are living this stuff. Like this podcast is the overflow of what we do in real life. 
And yeah. so, and I know you know that, and I know that. And so we just help encourage each other and keep each other on track. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that leads us into exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. And yes. I'm going to read a few things. Are these wrote, words of the week? This last weekend. All right. Let me see. Let me get to the right thing. All right. Bear with me because this is kind of long. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I find myself feeling jealous of mothers who seem like they're free. Free to go and do and spend how they please. These thoughts are quickly coupled with the re- reality jolt that we all have the potential to live inside the prisons of our own choosing. Prisons of desire, prisons of busy, prisons of keeping up with the never-ending hustle, prisons of the I'll be happy when. Even knowing what I know now, I still find myself feeling duped by the facade of the made-up American version of what it means to be a free woman. Mm. I've been made brand new and set free, and yet the lies still tempt me. Oh, how the devil hates what God loves. So who's really in prison? Maybe it is me. I challenge anyone to walk in their God-given design and see who's really free indeed. It's interestingly prideful to think the freedom is in our own finding. The mundane, mundane tasks that long for my attention, are they trying to trap me or is it an invitation? I have a choice in the things that I spend my days chasing after. Every mother in the history of forever has danced this dance of what do I do to be in the moment God's called me to or risk moments for whatever outcomes we've been sold. We weren't meant to do everything that this world has to offer. Perhaps that's one of the greatest lies we've been told. Do everything, be everything, live your truth, do what you want, be who you want. The prison of self the idol of desire. I'm not sure how it's, how it's possible for us to be addicted to ourself and at the same time detached from the fundamental basics of how we were created. But here we are. The problem isn't the wanting, it's the entitlement that tags along. Do we really think that just because we want something that that's exactly what we need? As if our hearts and flesh aren't foolishly skewed. The problem isn't the wanting, it's the worshiping of our desires that gets us stuck. Lukewarm Christianity tells us we get all of the desires of our heart. How confusing it must be to newfound believers to witness the cherry-picking of verses. Cafeteria Christianity. Take what you want, leave what you don't. Humans thinking they know better than the Creator. Lordship. What our flesh desperately despises, but our souls desperately need. The cost that initially feels too foreign slowly turns in the pursuit of willing obedience. Leaning towards God when he's pursuing all along. He doesn't need us. He wants us. Love, grace, and mercy beyond our ability to fathom. We seek to understand him and realize it's the seeking that we're found. We get off track, and yet he never leaves. Remember those desires? He says it's okay. We know by now his desires are greater. 
He knows what we don't, and it's not our job to figure it all out. The desires don't stop, so we find ourselves in a predicament. The answer is so simple and yet life-changing all the same. We pray to be in His will and for Him to change our desires to His desires. And He does. When He makes us brand new, we are actually made brand new. Our flesh still tempt us, but we know what to do. We know because He knows. We understand because He understands us. We seek because he seeks us a relentless pursuit. So that was one of them, which I love listening to you read them. Cause like when you send them to me, I try to imagine it in my head, but I like listening to you read them. So I wrote this one first and then I wrote the one that I just read, but I realized that the one I just read helped me further understand this one mm -hmm. and it's titled the fullness of motherhood. The sight of magnet tiles formed into a castle, the smell of baking cooking on the stove, the sound of worship music, laughing and some arguments that need tending to the taste of Saturday morning breakfast made with the love of a mother, the feeling of a forehead kiss, as a husband passes by the fullness of motherhood, all senses wrapped in one, almost overwhelming and yet calming all the same sight, sound, taste, feel, smell my surroundings long for me to embrace how often I miss what's right in front of me for the figment of my mind's wandering Saturday morning breakfast, an invitation to reset the busyness of the work week lingering in periphery. What will it take to keep us here in this moment? The fullness of motherhood, everything at once. The world tells us the neediness is too great. How sad the ones shouting this don't know the humble honor of being needed. The fullness of motherhood feels heavy in the lacking. The hurt, the past, the trauma, the misunderstanding, the long for support. The fullness doesn't just encompass the beautiful parts. Don't let anyone fool you. The fullness of motherhood is holding the tension, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, knowing that our sacrifice is an offering all in one. The fullness of motherhood, the greatest interruption of self. The fullness of motherhood, the honor of raising God's children. How strange that we've made it normal to complain about the everyday tasks that God uses to pull us in, slow us down, and change our hearts. How many people are mad at God for his presumed lack of nearness when it's us that reject his invitations daily? Sight, sound, taste, feel, smell. My surroundings long to be embraced. How long do we run? How long do we detach? How long do we busy ourselves to death? The fullness of motherhood, work not done in vain. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He is with us. He is for us. He takes the broken things and makes them whole. The fullness of motherhood. I think I said this to you when you sent it to me. I think that's like my most favorite piece of writing you've ever written. And I don't know why, but it's just, it just, 
encompasses like everything. Yeah. And I wrote that because I, I was standing in my kitchen on Saturday morning and I was cooking bacon and there was a moment where I just stopped and it was almost like God was like, Carly, I need you to look around. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I w- always want to be intentional about being in the moment, but it was just like that specific moment. God was like, Hey, I need you to just take a glance. And so I really imagined like all of my senses. It was like, God was like, I need you to take in the fullness of what this moment means. And so I did, I was like looking around and I was watching my kids play and I was listening to the music and I was feeling the bacon grease pop up on me. And I was like (laughs) feeling my husband pass by and give me a kiss and like everything all in once. And I was like, wow, like my home is, it's an invitation. Like all of these things that we've made normal to complain about God is trying to reach us through these things. Yeah. The, the daily, the daily things, the mundane things. Yeah. And that's like, it's like that saying, like when people are always like, it's the little things that are really the big things because it is, Yeah, it's the daily little things, little things that add up that are the, the yeah. most meaningful that become the core memories that become your family traditions that become what your children do as they grow up and do with their families in the future. And I love so much. You said this before we started recording that they're not like interruptions they're invitations. Yeah. And And it's true. It just, it really depends on how we're looking at them because our, we, we miss out on so many moments when our mind is somewhere else mm-hmm. and it's not intentional to, mm-hmm. to do that. It's just that a lot of the time we have to reel ourselves back in and be like, wait, I need to be here now mm-hmm. because otherwise I'm going to miss out on this and this or that or X, Y, and Z. And you don't want to miss out on those things that God is tap it on your shoulder, nudging yeah. you. Because in, in my experience, whenever God is doing that, if you ignore that, things just start completely different. And then once you start yeah. leaning in and surrendering, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And I think I was just like, wow, I want to be more intentional about like realizing these little things are what bring me peace. Yeah. And I think sometimes like motherhood, it just feels chaotic because it's like kids are loud and there's stuff everywhere and everybody's dirty clothes and everybody like, there's so many things that can be going on. And I think sometimes we get in, in our head, I know that I do about like, Oh, everything has to be picked up. And I have like, the house has to be clean and everybody has to be quiet Mm -hmm. and I have to be alone and Mm -hmm. all of these things. And then I'll feel peace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the moment of everything going on, 
on Saturday morning, my house was not picked up. There was toys <laughs> on the ground that I was popping gr bacon grease all over my kitchen. Uh, you know, it was like, it's not what you would think would look like peace. Yeah. And I think God was just trying to tell me like, no, this is, this is how you find peace. Yeah. And like just switching our mind to be like, oh, wait, like it doesn't have to look a certain way. Like God meets us right there, right where we are, right yeah. in the folding the laundry, right in the breaking up your kids fighting, right in the making dinner, right in mm -hmm. the all the mundane tasks that people are just like, oh, it's not important. Oh, we could hire someone to do that. Oh, we can. Oh, I don't like doing this. Oh, it's so annoying that I have to do this every day. And it's like, I mean, we can spend our life complaining about things. And then why are we mad that God feels like he's far away? <laughs> You're, when it's us, God doesn't move. We're the one that's moving. We're the one not listening. We're not the one. We're the one not seeing. We're the one not smelling, tasting, feeling everything around us is God like, hey, I love you. I care about you. I want you to turn towards me. I want you mm -hmm. to love what I love. That's what God is doing every single day, whether everybody wants to realize it or not, not just in my life, not just in Olivia's life, everybody listening to this and everybody in the entire world. That's exactly what God is doing. Hey, I love you. Hey, hello. I see you. Hey, I'm here. Oh, hey, you don't I care, care about me? Okay, I'm going to chill right here, and I'm still going to pursue you. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that. There's there have been so many times where like that piece in itself overwhelms me. Mm -hmm. Like me even when we're not we were not like actively seeking him or praying to him or talking to him. And then we look back at all the things that still happened in our lives. And then we look at the moment when we really, really started welcoming into our, him into our lives. Just, he was there yeah. still here. Yeah. And so just that, just that thought is just, Ooh. It really, I, it really is overwhelming. It truly it is, is overwhelming. And I, I do think like what you were saying about like peace is not like what we think it's going to look like. It's spot on. I was telling you before we started recording there, there were so many moments where like looking back now, I'm like, I don't know how that was peaceful, but it was. Yes. Because yes. I was just, I was just in it. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about 700 other different things. I wasn't running around, stressing myself out, adding too many things on my plate, like all these things that add up and build up that take you away from being in those moments, take yeah. you away from talking to God. It's just, it's a night and day difference. Just, yeah. I, I do think that there are a lot, a lot of people in our society that get caught up with how things look mm -hmm. truly. And I think that, that it's, it's ingrained generationally. It's further perpetuated by social media and all of these Pinterest worthy picture, perfect things. Mm -hmm. And it's just not real life. 
Like, it's mm. just, it's not real. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this in the past. Like we've talked about performance and performing. It's, it's all, it's all tied into each other yeah. because it's like what you said, like some of the mm, best like core memories I have growing up had absolutely nothing to do with our house looking perfect, us having a certain car, us, us being on a fancy vacation. Like actually none of them include those things. Yeah. And that's the point. Like our, our kids, we talked about this too. Like our kids don't care about that stuff. They care about what's going on. And that's one of the most beautiful things about children is that they have this ability to be so present and just in it and remind Mm -hmm. you, Hey, let's slow down and be here now. Mm -hmm. Let's not think about what you have to do in a half an hour or two hours, what you have to do tomorrow, what you have to do next week. Let's be here now. Yeah. It's so true. It is so, it's so true. I saw a quote the other day and I think, um, I'm trying to remember, I was trying to look who said it and I think somebody switched some words, so I don't know exactly who it's by, but it's when you fall in love with a God's flowers, but not his roots, then what are you going to do when winter comes? Oh, and I think the original person said, like, talked about like a person, not God. And so, but I just thought that that was such a, a beautiful representation of the fullness of motherhood and the fullness of God, because it's like, we want the blessings that God can and does give his kids. We're like, what about the, all the other stuff that comes along with like him actually being the Lord of our lives, being obedient, surrendering, doing all the work behind the scenes it's like, oh, I don't want to do all that stuff, but I want all the good stuff. And it's like, no, God is like trying to tell us, no, the whole thing is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even the stuff that's not the flowers, like the roots are the good stuff. Like the flowers come and the flowers go, but like the root is what actually matters. And so I yeah. just, I love that picture. Like I love the, just the way that I see words. It's like, the imagery of that, like falling in love it's with powerful. the roots. Yeah. It's so like powerful. tending to the roots of things. It reminds me of what we were talking about the other day when we were talking about foundations, yes. like the foundations of everything. You have yes. to care about the soil. You have to care about the roots. Yes. It can't just be the, the beautiful thing in the end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How many times in the Bible do they talk about like the fruit of things, like tending to the roots, tending to the foundation? Like it's God cares about the whole thing. And I think that just, yeah. And that's just like what I think about the fullness of motherhood. Like people like, like the snapshots that you see on social media and it's like, oh, it's a birthday party. Mm -hmm. Snap. Oh, my house is clean. Snap. Oh my, you know, everybody's smiling snap. It's like, that's, that's not the good stuff. The good stuff is the whole thing. The, the kid that's crying that you tend to the marriage that's struggling, that you put all of your work and soul into fixing like all of it. 
the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it is the fullness and all of it is the good part. I like, know. There's no skipping to the good part. Like you're in the good no. part. You're in the good in part. Yes. Exactly. And I think that a lot of the time people feel like you, you actually wrote about this. You were writing about how when one of your children came to, to nap on, to like rest on you or to like be in your arms. And you were like, I thought about trying to take a picture mm-hmm. sometimes like, it's just, it's, it's not documented. You, you're no. just in it. And yeah. sometimes those are the best moments. And those are the moments that you remember even more so because you don't have like picture evidence yeah. to remind yourself of that. So you yeah. are, you cherish it even, even deeper yeah. than I don't know if you normally would, but I think that people just have this idea of everything has to look perfect and I have to be dressed in this outfit and the floors have to be clean. And there has to be no, my house has to look like a museum type of thing. And it's not real life. And if you spend your life and your time and your energy focusing on that, you're going to miss out on what's in front of you. Yeah. And how often do we think like, oh, I just can't wait until this part's over. Oh, I can't wait until they sleep through the night. Oh, I can't wait until these two siblings start getting along again. Oh, I can't wait until my husband stops doing this. Oh, I can't wait until like all of these things that are invitations for us to be in the moment and to do the work and to show up and be who God wants us to be. Yeah, that's just, that is the fullness. And that's where I want my head and my heart to be because that's, that is what God is calling me to. Like, I don't, I, we don't have to wait until the, I think I, I, didn't I write about that? Like the process is the goal. Yeah. Like we think, oh, well, uh, I'll be like this. I'll be glad when this part is over, when my kid does this, when I do this, when I do. And we forget, like, we're wishing our life away. I know when, when and that, that's like, um, yeah. that, it's like when people say, um, like before you have a baby and they're like, catch, make sure you catch up on your sleep now, or just wait for this to happen or just wait for that to happen. And you're like, what if we just celebrated the fact that this is a new chapter of life it's something we've never experienced and yes some days are gonna feel hard because it's new territory and some days you're not gonna be like in the moment all the time yeah we're not sitting here saying that you need to be like this all the time we know what what comes along with the fullness of motherhood we're just saying that we, we we do have a choice to shift our mindset, shift our perspective and just think about it differently. Yeah. And we do that to the best of our ability. But if we, if we continue to, to shift our perspective, to go back to there, to that, to that mindset, we, you can rewire how your brain thinks. Yeah. So it's an invitation. Yes. God can help you. Like he wants us to Yes. To be thankful for the interruptions. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, just speaking on like the doom that is spoken over mothers, like how you just said, like, oh, just wait until 
just wait until it honestly, because I'm in a strange place in my life where I'm like, okay, am I never going to have another baby? Mm. Like, is that part of my life over or, or is it not over? And it's like, I'm holding that with an open hand and like praying about that. And just like the fullness, of all of the emotions that come with that. And it's like, when I see people speaking doom over pregnant moms and moms that have just having babies, like where mm -hmm. I sit today, I would give anything to be able to go back for one day and hold my baby all night long because I wouldn't sleep. I would give anything to be able to go back in those moments that I wished were over and that everybody told me were terrible and to be like, and to be able to enjoy it because I don't think, unfortunately, I didn't know how to enjoy those moments. And I don't know if I feel like maybe I needed somebody's permission to like, tell me to enjoy it. And the problem with speaking doom over mothers and the culture, not supporting mothers and speaking terrible things over those phases of life. It's like, what are we missing out on? Yeah. Because like, all of that stuff is the good stuff, the hard stuff, the sad stuff, the w I'm way too tired to deal with this stuff. All of it is the good stuff. That's what, that's what the fullness is. That's what the fullness is. That is the fullness of what God has for us as mothers. And how we work for here it is. I want you to enjoy every single part of this. And the problem is, is that when we're in it, we need other people around us because those times are hard and you are sleep deprived. And it's, it is no easy thing to grow a child and to give birth to a child and to have newborn babies. It's not easy at all. And it's not supposed to be. And that's no. why we need other people in our lives to to be there for you in a real way, in an encouraging way. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like in those, in that time, like the, all those times, all those seasons of motherhood, chapters of life, we need people who are like speaking into us, like speaking life into us, speaking mm -hmm. encouragement over us reminding us that we were created to do this. And yes, sometimes we're going to feel exhausted. And yes, sometimes we're going to feel touched out. And yes, sometimes we're just going to want to run away. Mm -hmm. But that we're not, we're not meant to do it alone. And, and yeah. God didn't create us to do alone, do it alone. Yeah. And so I think that I do think that a lot of the time people get caught up in it because people get caught up in, in the complaining and then everybody just talk complains about it. Yeah. And what a complaining doesn't do anything like yeah. 
you, you can sit and complain or you can be like, okay, this is bothering me. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to shift my mindset? Am I going to shift something that I'm doing? Am I going to remember that like our kids need just as much grace as we do? <laughs> like literally, literally, we're not, yeah. we're not perfect, perfect beings. We're not, we're not going to be. Yeah. And we're, and we're constantly learning. We're, mm-hmm. we're learning together. We're growing together. And so it's just like you said, if you, you wish you could go back and just cherish those moments more. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get caught up in other things. And yeah. then when you're, when you're wishing things away, when, whenever that does stop happening, whether it's them saying something or doing something, you miss it so much. Yeah. You miss it so much. The things that like they were doing that drive you crazy because it's just too much for your brain. They stop yeah. doing it and you miss it so yeah. much. And then you and wish we, that you could go back yeah. and be like, I actually love this. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And I think that like, we're sitting here saying like, we do this too. Like we get lost. Yeah. Our minds wonder, we get off track. We turn away from what's calling us in. We get frustrated. We mess up. Like that's why we need each other. Like we need people that when we are getting off track, like we love each other enough to be like, Hey, take a breath, take a pause. Everything's going to be okay. And to have that perspective shift. Have that perspective shift and have people who are willing to be honest and supportive to with what you're going through. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about godly friendships and now that changes things and godly relationships in any capacity, it makes such a difference. It changes everything. It literally changes everything. Everything. Yeah. Oh. There's so many times where I'm just in awe of God. Yeah, we were saying that today. Well, and that was us this morning because we kind of like went back and forth after what happened last night. And this morning I said something and you were like, oh my goodness, I was just talking about this. And then it was just like, we were like, hey God, thanks for, thanks for letting us know. Like he is there. we're supposed to be talking about. (laughs) And he cares. He cares so deeply about all of the details of our lives. He doesn't need us, y'all. He's the creator of the whole universe. He wants us. Mm-hmm. God wants us. And he cares about our lives, how we live, how we love, how we treat each other, the words that we speak over each other. He cares about all of these things. And when you welcome them in, you see just how much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The fullness of motherhood. It's kind of wild. Also, I just wanted to say one more thing because it just made me think about like, 
you and I have talked about how like things are um, like an offering invitations. Mm -hmm. I just, I sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the time get so overwhelmed by the fact that like God created us to carry and grow and give birth to babies. And then we have the honor and the blessing of being their safe space. Mm -hmm. And you've said it before in, in some of your writing, like how special it is that our children, they're like, if they, if they get a bump or a bruise and they just, they're like, no, I just need a kiss. And then they're okay. Mm -hmm. Like how, how powerful and how much of a blessing that is to be that for your child. Mm -hmm. Like that, that overwhelms me. And like, when you go, if your child wakes up in the middle of the night and you go just scoop them up mm -hmm. and they just fall back asleep in your arms, mm -hmm. like it is, it is such a blessing. And sometimes mm -hmm. we get so caught up with being so tired and so busy and whatever that we don't, we don't realize. And then it happens mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh wait, they do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, really we're really blessed to, to have that opportunity with our kids. Yeah. We have that opportunity with our kids. And it just made me think about this week when you messaged me and I don't even remember what you asked me. And I started audio messaging you and I started crying my eyes out. And I was like, I thought I was okay, but it was like you checking in with me and asking me how I was. It was like, and I told you, I was like, you know how you're like, okay. And then you go to hug somebody and you're like, not okay. It was like you reaching out. Like that is how we share God's love with the world. Like how we love each other, how we love our kids, how we love our spouses, how we love each other. Like that is the overflow of God's love. And like being here for each other in a real way. It's everything. It's everything. And it's overwhelming sometimes. Not in yeah. a bad way, just like yeah. the realization. Yeah. Yeah. Godly friendships hit different. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he wants for us. That's what God wants for I us. I know. I know. That's what relationships are supposed that's, to represent. That's what marriages say, are supposed to represent. That's it, what mother-daughter, yeah. mother-son relationships yeah. are supposed to be. Yeah. We have that opportunity, y'all. Yep. Just got to be aware of it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Hug it out. Yep. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. Oh. All right. All right. You feel like that's good? I feel like we talked about all the things for tonight. <laughs> I feel like I needed to talk about that. Like I felt like we needed to. I truly feel like we needed to have Get this conversation. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we will be back next week.
Bye, y'all. Bye.